Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday evening. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Eastabuchi. Ooh, that would be a little weird. Yeah. East of Brewy. It could, I mean, it could make it work. We, we could figure it out, but, you know. That would, be, that would still be weird. Yeah, nobody would, you know. I don't ever expect to find uh, a, a strange brew in a place, any, in anywhere that Wikipedia calls a census-designated place and unincorporated community. Yeah, there's not a <laughs> whole lot of uh, business opportunities yeah. there, I would imagine. Well, I'm sure they have a main street, but, you know, anyway. Wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. It's just a click away. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be delivered. It's a great holiday gift. If you haven't uh, made your holiday decisions yet, Strange Brew Coffee House is a great stocking stuffer. And, of course, it is also a Bulldog Initiative's business. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Of course, it's Cyber Monday, so, you know, shopping online would probably be a good idea. Plenty of specials available there at College Corner Store. Com. I haven't gotten the word yet on what the official special is, but once I have it, I will tweet it, and hopefully you guys can take advantage of it. I get some really cool MSU merchandise under the tree this holiday season, thanks to our friends at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant. About to have a new customer at Restaurant Tyler. He'll find out pretty quick about the crawfish dip and the barbecue okra, I would think. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and our other friends that we'll talk about we'll later. We'll talk about them later. We'll talk you about know them he's going he's gonna to love that place. There is that man can house is, some wings. There is a less than zero chance that we will never see him there. Okay, <laughs> he but might it, he might just have his own table. We might as well. I mean, can we? we we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> right now, we're talking about Restaurant Tyler. What a great place this is to go for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch here in Starville. It's the best. If you haven't been there, then I don't know that I can really tell you that you've been to Starville. Enjoy a great meal every single time you're at Restaurant. Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi here to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com and find a location near you and build a relationship with a small community bank that's going to make a difference with you and your family for years to come. 16 locations throughout central Mississippi. That means there's one near you if you live in that area. Go to PriorityOneBank.com and let Priority One Bank make you their priority. It is done. Uh, we talked about this guy a lot. Jeff Lebby is the new head coach here at Mississippi State, a guy that you and I, you know, I think we had him on our early hot list, hot boards, whatever you want to put them on. Uh, I had him as the favorite coming out of the Egg Bowl. The smoke was that thick around Jeff Lebby. Uh, we spent all day Saturday. I spent all day. T- 
I spent all day Saturday talking to sources, uh, talking to a bunch of people. I uh, didn't eat until like almost like four o'clock, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Why do you do this? I just couldn't resist. We didn't eat until almost four though. That's when we had Thanksgiving. I sent Zach Selman a text uh, Friday night. I was like, "Look, I do I do Thanksgiving on Saturday. Can you can you please just just not today? <laughs> just like, can we wait another day?" And he obliged. He, he sent me the ha ha. And then you should about, have invited him over. Well, I'm pretty sure he was busy. I thought about it. I was like, "Hey, if you I should have been like, if you got a free minute." But then he also said, uh, "I sent him another text on Saturday evening after we had got done eating." And I was like, "Hey, we're we're done here. If you want to go ahead." And he was like, uh, "Thanks, man. I've been thinking about it all day." Is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the funniest Jeff, thing was that was the uh, Hell State Stool account that tweeted the picture with the lebby. With on it, yeah, on the side, like, I had a privacy screen for a reason. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, it's funny that it ended up being Lebby, and he he was just openly kind of yeah drawing attention to it. That's yeah. kind of funny. Well, I mean, I think I think when that was tweeted, that was Friday afternoon around one o'clock. I think the wheels were already in motion at that point for Jeff oh, yeah. Lebby. So yeah, I think that was ha- I think that happened Wednesday. I think Jeff Lebby checks a lot of boxes for Mississippi State. Offensive mastermind would be the word. You know, runs a wide open. If this guy can't bring exciting offense to Starkville, then exciting offense can't be had. It's not, not going to happen. It's just, it's just not. You know, once you cross Octobaha County, you start ball control. Oh, you know, you start, you start ground and pound. Manage the clock. You know, it's like a zombie thing. Um, young guy, so he checks that box. You know, I'm thinking about what I was hoping to see out of this hire. Mm-hmm. Obviously. The the big one is he's not he's not no head coaching experience, but been an offensive coordinator now at three different stops and three th- three different really good programs working for three or two really good head coaches. My my jury's still out on Venables, but he had complete control of the offense there, and they were the fourth ranked offense in the NCAA in yardage and the third ranked offense and scoring offense in the NCAA uh, for Mississippi State. In case you're wondering, twelfth in the SEC in offense, and dead last in scoring offense. There's absolutely no way it could be worse than what they had. I, it can't, I feel confident saying first that. First off, you should never say that. I feel confident well, saying that. But I, will, I, will but I put, agree. I agree. It, it will I'll definitely put a be lot better. on the line for that. So you're, you're just, what's your first thoughts on Lebby? I, I, here's, here's the, people have been asking me my thoughts, and this is, the, this is the first thing I keep saying to people is, his resume is better than Dan Mullins when State hired Dan Mullins. Outside Mullen, of the national championship, yeah, he didn't have it. Doesn't have a national championship, but Mullen had only really worked for Meyer to that point. Yeah, uh, you know, and Meyer kind of you know was sort of the mastermind and all that. And you, you you knew that Mullen was calling the plays, but at the same time, you knew Meyer had a heavy hand in it. But this this Venables is a defensive guy, yeah. so I know these last couple of years, Lebby's been calling the plays up there. Well, you absolutely at this point, if you're one of the detractors that's saying, well, no, he was the other coaches were were running those offenses. That no longer flies because Venables has no say on the offense. He's a defensive guy. He's not doing anything on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, let's just go ahead and talk about it. Art Bryles is is the connection here for Lebby, and it's the connection for good and bad. Um, and the bad obviously being the, the scandal at Baylor where the staff – knew about these uh, rape allegations and, and things like that and didn't report it and, and all that, which is terrible. But um, just kind of taking that away for a little bit, and I, I'm not going to dismiss that, but speaking on Art Bryles as a coach, he was brilliant, and there's no denying that. If he was still coaching 
today, he would likely be coaching in a blue blood. He, oh yeah, he would be. He might he would be, be at be Texas. The, yeah. So I mean, you cannot deny what Art Browse did for offensive football, which a Mike Leach guy, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he kind of went off in his other in another direction, mm-hmm. but he is part of Mike Leach's coaching tree. Lebby is a Browse uh, disciple, I guess you could say, as far as his coaching philosophy mm-hmm. is, and. It's an off, that offense, if you a, look at a version of the Veer and shoot. Yes. If you look at that offense, it is very difficult to defend. And I've I've seen it at UCF, I've seen it at Ole Miss, I've seen it at Oklahoma. It is it's been the same everywhere it's been. Mm-hmm. And the Ole Miss offense is is still very similar, but it's not the exact same that they were running with with uh Levy. Mm-hmm. And for any Ole Miss fan that that will tell you that they were they were ready for him to go, or they were excited for him to go. They were top five in the country offensively under Jeff Levy. You're having the same thing with Oklahoma fans right now. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, give me that. I, I want that. I I want to be a top five offense. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't. If you wanted him to leave, it wasn't because he wasn't any good at his job. Right. Because they had Ole Miss had just given him a contract extension. And even you know, last year, people were talking about possibly hiring him to be their next head coach. There was a lot of talk, yes, last season when when Kiffin was looking like he was out the door. Yeah, that that Levy would be the guy to replace him there. So my thought is, would Jeff Levy already be a head coach if he wasn't tied to Art Bryles? I think the answer is yes. I think he would have already possibly. been. I think people are kind of. Have been scared to touch him mm-hmm. a little bit, and he, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll get it all out there. He didn't help himself this year. No, he didn't. That the decision to to bring Art onto the field after being told by his athletic director, "Hey, no, don't do those kind of things." I don't think people would have really tied him to Bryles as much if that hadn't happened. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't have told you that you know he was implicated I, in anything yeah, or it, I I wouldn't he, even, he brought he brought some heat on himself. Yeah, so. The way that he acted in that was a, was a, a negative. Yeah, and it was it was, it was, it was a, you know it's a negative tick yeah. on his resume. But here's the thing, you know, Mississippi State has got to find some juice on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. and that's why you know we said coming into the search, we both said Mississippi State needs to go get a sitting head coach. And so people have have asked us about that. You know, you guys said this. What do you think about? You know the going after an offensive coordinator all of a sudden. Well, first and foremost, I wanted a sitting head coach, but I wanted that sitting head coach to be offensive minded, run an all a, an exciting offense, one that's going to be very difficult to defend. Which Jamie Chadwell checked all the boxes for me. But if you're not going to get Jamie Chadwell, and you're down to some of these names that were coming out, mm-hmm. John Summerall, Willie Fritz, Barry Odom, mm-hmm. none of those guys really moved the needle for me. Right. And if we're talking about Willie Fritz is going to be a, um, a a little bit of a gamble, 62 years old or whatever he is, you know he's he's been pretty good at Tulane, especially the last two years. But he also had a two win season in there a couple years ago. I mean, he's not a slam dunk guy, and he hasn't been a Power Five head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, John Summerall, he's been really successful at, at Troy, but you can be successful and not recruit particularly well yeah, a group and, of five in, a, in a group of five. When you come and to Troy the SEC, is, you've got to have the athlete. Troy's a job where 
outside of Chip Lindsey, everybody's been successful. Neil Brown, super successful there before that. I mean, he has been he's just been a kind of a midland coach. Yeah, yeah. Did they win yesterday? Uh, I don't remember. I but they look. haven't been great. They, they, if West they Virginia. won, they're eight and four. So, but what what is that? Probably one of his best seasons since he's been there. I mean, that's and, and I feel like he's a better recruiter than Summerall. Yeah. Yeah, they, and, they they won. They they barely beat Baylor yesterday, and they so they finished eight and four. But that's his best season. And there. he's also an offensive guy, right? Neil Brown is, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's a the defensive thing. I I did not want I agree. a defensive coach. And then Barry Odom, we've seen him in the SEC. Don't need to see that again. No, that that would have been the the hire that had me on this podcast ranting and raving. Yeah. So, all those things, all those guys were going to be risk. So people saying, you know, well, why are we hiring another coordinator? The only thing that you could do here is take a risk. Everything was going to be a risk. Jamie Chadwell was even going to be a risk. He's never been a Power 5 head coach. Mm-hmm. He probably would have been your safest bet, but the, you, you got you to do something a little different here. And we'll see what happens ultimately with Jeff Levy, but on the surface, I think this has a lot of potential. He's going to recruit really good offensive playmakers. They yeah. will follow him. They followed him wherever he's gone. And he's a good recruiter. Yes. On top of that, it's not it's not just his offense brings in recruits. He brings in. Recruits. I think he will always have a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he will always have two or three four star wide receivers. Same thing for uh, you know the running backs. He's going to have good playmakers. So I, the question is, what's he going to do on the defensive side of the ball? What's the organizational skills going to be like? We just don't know that. But that that's one of the things that when he sat down with Zach Selman, I'm sure they talked about his plan. And Zach Selman was obvious. He's been around sports long enough. He was obviously sold to the point where he didn't say this is a red flag, right? I, you know, and and also you know the relationship he has with uh, the AD. Yeah, and that's, it, that's it, another it, thing to consider too with Selman is that this is Selman's first big hire. You can't be tied to a guy who came in and messed up. Yeah. If you want, if if Zach Selman wants to leave for bigger and better things one day, you can't hire dud football coaches and get those kind of jobs. You you have to use kind of context clues here. Yeah, Zach Selman has is, is probably as close to Joe Cast. What's his name? Cast- Castiglione. Castiglione than Castiglione. anybody than just about anybody in this business. Yeah, and he's not going to do anything to tick him off first and foremost, and he's not going to make that hire if Joe says, "Don't make this hire. This guy isn't good a good fit for you." And I don't think Joe's going to to lie to him just to get him out of his hair. So, you know, obviously the the any red flags were kind of done away with, I guess, for Selman to make this hire. I don't think he makes this hire without checking his boxes and knowing for sure that he's going to be good to go here. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um I'm just trying to I'm trying to there's a lot to process, obviously. Um and for me the most important thing, like you said, was State had to get some juice, something offensively. They need they need to stop losing games where they're only scoring. Do you want to know? Do you know the number for this? How many points did State score in SEC games this year total? Do you know? Oh, I know. Well, it was thirty three in the last five. Seventeen would be fifty against Alabama, right? You're doing live math here. Yes, go ahead. Um. What else, what was the other LSU fourteen? Mm-hmm. Uh sixty four. Uh, sixty four. Ninety four. No. 
But who else? Who South else? South Carolina. Play? Oh, that's right. They scored ninety-four points in eight games. Couldn't score hundred points. Right. So I mean, in their non-conference games, they were great: forty-eight, thirty-one, forty-eight, and forty-one. But in SEC play, they scored ninety-four points total. Uh, we we got to research that. Where does that stack up in SEC play for Mississippi State ever? So you know what? I can do that for you right this second because. The the first year I'm going to look at is Croom's uh, 05. Oh, it was it 05 or 06 was his worst offense. It was 05. So okay, so here we go. In in, in just a putrid year, which they oh, had. This is Kentucky. I was like, they what, had some what am I injuries. At here? They had some okay. injuries at quarterback. All right, they scored zero, ten, seven. So we're at seventeen nine. So that's uh, twenty six. Seven. Kyle York, if you're listening, please. Kyle York, I'm sorry. Dude, you're not going to believe this number when I give it to you. Okay, hold on. Let me do it again. 0, 10, 17, 26, 33, 43, 78. They scored 35 against Ole Miss. Eh. The next year, 0, 0, <laughs> 17, 24, so that's uh, 41. Okay, then they were actually okay at the towards the end of the year. I say okay, they scored 31, 24, 14, 17. But they they, they were better. They were better. Croom's first year, 14, 0. 13 is 27. Then, but then they got 38 on uh, on Florida, so that sort of skews things. So yeah, Jackie's last year uh, in SEC games only six 30, so 36. Yeah, that, uh, that year was bad. 49, uh, 63, 63, Ooh. 84, 90, 90. They scored 90 in the eight. Okay, games. so this wasn't... It's not, it's not the worst ever. But you, have, but you also have to put this into context. <coughs> Offenses have changed. Yeah. You shouldn't be well, yeah, struggling two, like this offensively. In 2003, averaging like 24 points a game that was, was pretty good. That was normal. This this Mississippi State team as a team averaged twenty less than twenty two points per game, so yeah, that's just that's brutal. I expect an immediate uptick in that. Yeah. So I mean, it would it would go against anything that Lebby's ever done. You're right. It, even when he was just you know running game coordinator or whatever at uh, Baylor, I mean everywhere he has been, the offense has been electric. Right. And then he became UCF uh, OC. For two years, mm-hmm. top ten offense. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, Ole Miss top, top top five offense. Oklahoma top ten offense. Last year they were six and seven. It was never the offense's issue. This is a they, were, they led the they led the Big Twelve offensively yeah. last year with six six wins. Right. And yeah, and then then this year, in their two losses, they scored 30, 30 and twenty four points. Now, 20, and, 24 is not a ton. And, and look, like their fans wanted him fired yeah. after those games. They still talk about those games like they were despicable. Like, and they scored they 24 and 30-something points. This is a great tweet from Danny Smith. I don't know if you just saw it. The Sonic and West Art Bowl should have some good business tonight. Yeah, they should stay open late. They should. <laughs> People be coming out of, the, coming out of the, the airport. Which Robbie and I, by the way, are headed to that uh, after we get done recording here. An eight o'clock, likely an eight o'clock press conference tomorrow night. Seven thirty, yeah, is when it starts. But, but, but that's, that's going to be the thing outside. Yeah. So we're likely talking to Lebby at like eight p.m. When was the last time we've he, done he's a, that? He's a night owl, you know. Yeah, I respect it. I'm a night owl. That's just, it's bizarre. I'm, I'm glad it's that way because it was going to ruin our rumblings. Otherwise, finally we get to thank you, thank you, Zach. 
Zach, an avid listener to Thunder if Zach, and Lightning. If Zach had gone and said, like, hey, we're having the press conference like 10 a.m. on, on Tuesday, <laughs> been like, buddy, we're out. <laughs> we're, we're, I don't care. I don't care what the coaching situation yeah, is. We're, we're not rumble. talking about the coaching situation. We we're talking. We we're talking about what's your favorite, you know, biscuit. Yeah. Well, I just want to go ahead and preemptive. Uh, but we'll go into the ads after this. But preemptive warning on the rumblings. So Robbie will tweet out on Monday, whatever time he does it. Right. If like you see that tweet three hours later, and you're like, "Oh, I want to send a question," in, and your question is, "What are your thoughts on the hire?" You're not going to be first. So come up with a different question if you want to hear your name on the show. So, I mean, being candid here, I mean, what are we are we going to record after this press conference? On on Monday? Yeah. Because, I mean, don't yeah. we want to hear what he has yeah. to say? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Late night. I will. We'll hit the waffle. We'll go to Waffle House after. Yeah, why not? Hash browns? Huh? Huh? Smothered, covered, smeared, and... Smeared? I don't, I don't know. What's what the, are they what? smearing it with? Oh, it's Waffle House, man. They don't have anything to smear. You never know. I guess hash brown scattered, covered, and put a put a dollop of cream cheese over the top. Peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, now that'd be uh, like. Why don't you take the hash browns, right? Put it on the waffle iron for me. Make a hash brown waffle. Yes, and then some peanut butter chips in there. That's right. Mm. The Mississippi State women have scored fifty points in the first half against Tulsa, who's like a very like fast paced team. Yeah. Um, Are they winning? 50-32. to 32. That's good. And that's without Sam Purcell Carter. is not on the sidelines, which, by the way, like I'm, I'm going to give him a hard time. I'm going to say, maybe Michelle Clark Hurd needs to be the new coach. I mean, look at this offensive explosion. And Jessica yeah. Carter's not Jessica playing. Jessica Carter's not, so. not playing. So, All right. You know. Let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this, somebody tried to try to beef shame me yesterday. By the way, they saw my Thanksgiving plate. They're, Where's the beef? I'm like, I didn't see the kibby. It's right there in the middle of the plate, sir. It's the kibby. Sure is. A little Lebanese soul food for my Thanksgiving. So good, so good. Uh, yeah, this weekend or any weekend, if you're cooking out, it's still grilling season, guys. It's not that cold outside. Get out there, fire up the grill, and throw a steak on there. If you're looking for recipes, they're at msbeef.org. And don't forget, we're still voting for our favorite steakhouses and burger joints at the Facebook page for Mississippi Beef Council on Facebook. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you're looking for. And uh, we believe that Jeff Leppy will be looking for it as well. We, we, we are, you know, we're confident in our early, our early sourcing that Jeff Levy will like smoked wings and pork rind nachos. Oh, there's no doubt. That's, that's just if I had to guess, you know, six to eight wings and pork rind nachos, he might be a taco guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Whatever you people do, nobody get him involved at Orange Theory no. or the Hot Works or whatever that place no. is. This man needs to stay, stay in, fat. in pristine shape. Yeah. Right now he is in perfect Look, shape. You this don't want to hear this. Male performance. You don't want to hear this, but that is peak. That is the peak male form. I mean, all right. Mississippi State's trying to win games. All right. So would would you rather your coach look aesthetically pleasing? Would which, you, you would know, you in rather the state of Mississippi, in, that is aesthetically. Would pleasing. you rather him be in absolutely great shape or be an absolute unit? That is my question to you. I, I vote mean, for the unit. Me too. All right then. Head to two brothers. <laughs> great products and great service is what every business like. We're not fat you. shaming him like Lane Kiffin. Like is. Lane Ki- in the year of our Lord, 2020, that man's fat shaming. Apparently people. he's his friend. Yeah. You know, 
my friends would never make comments about my weight. Now, I, I can't imagine any of my friends being never. Like, like, hey, Dad, you fat son of a... Yeah, never. <laughs> would never happen under any circumstances. Uh. Great products and great service. You're built like one of those copier machines <laughs> at Advantage Business Systems is what like you a refrigerator. are. refrigerator. You look like a giant industrial-sized printer, hey, Dad. <laughs> Nobody would ever say that to me that liked me. You're right over there. What's happening? Oh. <laughs> do I do it? Should I? Am I going to do this on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, sometimes messages come through our phones, and we, and we just <laughs> we can't help but look. You, you guys just forget it. Does that no, nothing happened? <laughs> nothing happened. Advantage Business Systems. They have great products and service. Forty nine years of experience serving Mississippi. 601-362-9192. ABSMS.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business to business. God. I knew this podcast had some train wreck potential. <laughs> Let's just stay with it, though. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. You need to check it out this holiday season. Hey! Robbie just took a picture. Uh, I had to show somebody proof. That we, we were recording? We were recording yeah. They didn't believe us? Well, there, there, people were texting me like, when is y'all's podcast coming out? Why, or, we're is there working here! Let us get it done. College, or, sorry, uh, The Rogue. Quarter zips and polos in the collegiate collection. They are fantastic. They got the logos you want, and they look great. They got great styles. That's that's the I, I focus so much on the logo and how poor the banner M is and how they put these massive banner M's on your shirts that I forget sometimes that like Adidas sells polos that have like four colors. Yeah, like we're just gonna put a little short shot of chartreuse in there just for the hell of it. None of that at the at the Rogue. The men's Maroon, team the white. other. The men's team the other day were wearing one of those that had like Mississippi State down the yeah. uh, arm. Nobody and, likes like, that. You know, like on a random shoulder, it said Mississippi State on it. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. How about just a nice maroon polo that with a state script or a M over S or interlocking MSU? What does that sound like? That would be kind. Try it out. Head over to the Rogue. Don't live the three stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm still reeling here. Um, what do we think about this staff? For, for Jeff Levy. Let's start with who we think can remain on staff here. I think most Mississippi State fans are, are of the idea that Chad Bumpus would have an opportunity to remain. Is, is it Tony Hughes' time to, to maybe move on? He's been here a long time. David Turner just came back. It feels like that's a guy that you would want to keep around. What are your, what are your early thoughts on who has a chance to remain on this staff? As far as people that have a chance to stay, you know, obviously Chad Bumpus is, is one of those that's going to come up. Now, with Jet, with, Le, with Lebby being an offensive guy, a lot of times they want their guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, that's, that's something to watch. But I, I think you do have to consider some Mississippi State people for this job that will help you in terms of recruiting. Mm-hmm. You want some people that have – the experience around this area that know the know the coaches know the ins and outs of the state of Mississippi because it is a it's a it's a different kind of place. Um, you really need those connections inside the state, I think. So you know, bump this is an obvious uh, choice there. And then on the you know, Tony Hughes obviously too. I I don't know if he's going to be a on the field guy, and maybe 
maybe it's time for him to have an off the field role and to take you know to give him some different responsibilities. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do there. I haven't heard anything um, in that regard. Uh, defensively, you know, maybe David Turner mm-hmm. stays around. I don't. First of all, we don't know who they're going to hire right on the defensive side of the ball. So right. that's that's kind of a big, uh, you know, I have question to make mark a, there. an easy assumption that the three three five is gone. Yeah, and I think a, a I think you need man. to be a four man front. I do too. Um. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if Turner sticks around. I would – I mean, one of the first people I would retain is Greg Knox. Mm-hmm. Just I in mean, some form or fashion. Offensive analysts, whatever whatever you want, keep him in the building. Yeah, like if Jason Washington goes, Greg Knox is a director of player personnel or something like that. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Or shoot, I mean, whatever he was doing, the offensive analyst thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like he was probably basically running that group. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you know, the, he, he was very involved with the running backs. So, you know, we'll see on that. And then as far as potential staff, I've heard a lot of Kendall Browell's noise. Mm -hmm. And that would be a tremendous hire as an offensive coordinator. Go ahead and bring him in. He was supposed to be here last year. That's true. Uh, You know, obviously, Lebby, I mean, he he and Lebby are are connected through family. um, And then he would easily be able to run this offense. Now, he's he's kind of tweaked the offense a little bit to make it his. But he knows these concepts well. He knows what to do as an offense coordinator. That would be a great hire. And Lebby could entrust him to call plays. That that's a guy that you know Lebby wouldn't have to be focusing on calling plays the whole time uh, because sometimes that can be a that can be a bit of a burden for a coach that's trying to manage the entire ball game to also call plays. Mm-hmm. But you know, State's done it before. Joe Moorhead did it. Um, didn't work out yeah. great. But Dan Mullen was always the play caller yeah. for Mississippi State. Um, you know, I think Lane Kiffin's been in and out of doing it at Ole Miss. I, I think Lebby was Lebby called a lot of plays when he was there. So, you know, it's not uncommon for a coach to call plays, but not everybody can do it and also manage a ball game and know the situation and all that stuff. So, that would probably be. Um, uh, a a person of interest mm-hmm. for the offensive coordinator position, and then you got guys like Seth Latrell who could be promoted at Oklahoma, or he could be he could end up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe John Finley, who was at uh, Ole Miss, and then tight ends coach, yeah, he's got a, a very close uh, relationship with Jeff Lebby, so that's a guy to watch too. I'm very interested to see how this all all pans out. You know, you got to put the staff together pretty quickly. You know, this is not sort of you think about you know Leach's staff came in after signing day, so it, I mean you already had your signing class in place uh, with Moorhead's staff. I'm trying to remember was was Moorhead's the first early signing period or or did he have just a regular signing day in February for his first class? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think, I, think was, I think his first class was just the regular signing. Yeah, day. yeah, I think so. so. You know, didn't know, so again, no issues there. So this is a situation where you know today is, as you're listening, it's either the 26th or the 27th. Signing day is the 20th. So you got to have your staff probably in place by like middle of next week, in the next, because you want to start having some visitors in. You got, I mean, you got a lot of work to do in this class, especially in the transfer portal. So I think this could come together pretty quickly. My guess is Lebby is being a young guy, 
probably already had a good list of names. And my guess is that's part of what sold him on Zach. What sold Zach Selman on him was like, I feel like I can put this staff together. Mm-hmm. I've talked to these guys, and they said, yeah, if you get a head coaching job, I would be willing to come with you. And that, you know, that, that's part of the interview process. So, well, the, we'll see how the it goes. coaching. You know, especially with like. Again, like the Browse stuff is what it is, but the, he has a that that can, that family has a again big connection in college football. Got to look to it from a from a a, a a football perspective only. Are you surprised yeah. at some of the the backlash from Mississippi State fans? It's it's not it's not huge, but there I'm are some little. people who are a little there. I mean, and look, I'm not if if your moral uh, if your conscience says that you don't like this hire and you, you're gonna, I, I get it, I understand. I have a feeling a lot of them. Are more disappointed that it's an assistant coach. Well, um, I think no, no, there, I'm not, I'm not, it's split. You're right. There, there's yeah. some people who are just like, I thought we were going to get a head coach, and I don't like that it's an assistant. And then you have some people who are like, I don't like his connection to the Brawl situation. Right. I'm, I'm sure there's some that are are all in on that, but right. I think just that adds to it. Yeah. Is that he has the baggage with yeah. him? Yeah. And um, you know, yeah. That's, but was anybody? Was anybody having this problem last year with Kendall Browse when the, when when he was? Yes. Was it? I don't remember. There were a there were a few people that were bringing it up okay. last year, but you know those people were were quickly kind of thwarted a little bit. But my my question to those people that are you know upset about this hire not because of the the Baylor stuff because that's totally separate. If you just don't like it because it's gross, then mm-hmm. you feel like the state's putting aside morals or whatever. Right. That's that's fine. That's yeah. that's your prerogative. That's, your... that's fine. But if you're the person that says this hire so, that's just sitting a good hire, or this hire's there's just a lot of, you know, question marks. I ask you, like, who else was Mississippi State r- r- going to get? That was a you know that's there, a reality. There is not, no not a not a Mike Elko because I don't think Mike Elko was ever a real possibility. And Mike, Mike Elko has been a head coach for two seasons. Yeah. I mean, you know, even he would be a little to, bit. He's of going a, to Texas A and M, and I'm like, Mark Stoops is a better coach than Mike Elko. He has a better resume, more proven, more yeah. proven. So I, I like Elko more than Stoops, but you, but you I, got a point. But, but like Mississippi State is not a program that can hire a coach where you're just like absolute slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mississippi State can't bring in Kirby Smart. Mm-mm. They can't bring in Steve Sarkeesian now. They could have four years ago. But they they couldn't now. And there's not a lot. There really isn't a ton of SEC schools that can. Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and even Georgia hired a coordinator. Now, granted, Kirby had the pre- the pedigree and he was an alum. Yeah, but I mean, he's a coordinator. He I don't think people coach. understand how difficult it is to make a think, sitting Power Five coach your coach. Think about Florida and all the resources and advantages they have, and, and what's happened with them. Yeah, you know, the the reason they get Mullen is because Strickland has the connections there, right? They, and in Tennessee, Tennessee was probably him. going to get him, but Mullen also was just ready to leave at that point. Mm-hmm. But look at Florida's last head coach now, Billy Napier. They got him from a group of five, and you thought at the time like this is the guy. He's he's going to be the next guy, and he's terrible over there. LSU pulled off a no doubter, but their head coach before that was Ed Orgeron. Yep. You know Texas A and M. Texas A&M might have paid out $77 million so they could promote their interim. That's where they are right there. I get, they thought they talked about it. Now now Elko's going to get the job, and I think that's a good hire, but he's been a head coach for two years. Yep. So we'll see. It's I, tough. I have piqued uh, Bud Elliott's interest, I believe, on uh, the pork rind nachos. I, I, don't think he, I don't think he knows what those are. Yeah. 
Yeah. He he needs to know. But I told him. We I told him to just come on down and Bud I'll show needs him to the come way. down here. We'll do a show with him, and we we, we we get him a little bit more on the Mississippi State train. He's he's tough on Mississippi State. We got to have some conversations with. We got to talk just, to Bud. I like Bud. All right. I think somebody's made him mad here, and it, it might have been me this this summer. Whenever I I got upset about what he said about uh, Vanderbilt. Boy, he was right. That was right. Well, thanks. All right. Robbie and I are headed to the uh, Starville Airport. And then uh, tomorrow, our podcast will, will be recorded after we talk to Jeff Lebby uh, tomorrow night. That, that is at the SEAL building. The public is welcome to be there, so you're, you're welcome to show up and, uh, and, and meet the new coach. And then uh, Tuesday, uh, we'll, we'll have the rumblings. And then Tuesday night, or Tuesday afternoon, for our Sports Talk Mississippi, live at the Connerly presentation. I don't know if Lebby will be there or not for that. If he is and he gets there in time, I'm going to shepherd him over to us, and we'll talk to him live. If not... We'll have to get him on the show another time. But a new day at Mississippi State football. Jeff Levy is the new head coach for Mississippi State. We'll talk more about it as the week goes by. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.